0: Welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets Do
1: You got any idea how much blood jets out of a guy's neck? You've come back to us, Michael. She so can s- stop the rain. I'm
0: Life is life. This is not magic, as you say. I am a scientist. We'll tear your soul apart. Get me back, my
1: head. Get me back, my head. Don't be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Welcome back, everybody, to the Retro Blood. As we continue our month-long reviews of all things folk horror. And today on this episode, we are talking about a massive, uh, freaking freak of nature, pissed off, jacked up demon who likes to smash all kinds of shit. And he also likes to piss on people as well too. Yeah, that's right everybody. We are talking about Raw Head Rex Brother. J.A. Allison, James Klein, here on the Retro Blood. What's happening, Allison? How you feeling about Rawhead Rex? How you feeling about the Folk Horror month so far? Oh,
0: man, this is going so good. I love Folk Horror. It's one of my favorite things. Um, the 80s were not necessarily the best time for Folk Horror, but these movies are pretty good. Um, Rawhead Rex is a movie that I've loved since I was a little kid. Um, although I liked it more when I was a kid than I liked it now. I haven't seen it in a long time, and I'm sure we'll talk about that, but... Um, yeah, it doesn't age as well as, as some things. Have well, this been. movie, like yeah. when I
1: was watching it, like <laughs> it's just so random with like half the stuff that was going on. It's like this nice little Irish town, everybody's really nice, and then bam, all of a sudden we got this fucking rocker M- Mad Max motherfucker just going there smashing everything. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. But there's some great scenes in this movie. This is like this is almost like a like a very hidden gem that I think a lot of people should watch. And it just it's just so random. Of like a lot of stuff that happened in the movie, but well, what we'll, we're, we're going to talk about, obviously, the movie, but also too, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the the raw head as well too. So that should be fun. Mm. But like always, we'll be talking history segments. What happened around this time? Now we actually have talked about these history segments before. You know that happens when you do a, when you do a podcast like ours. You know we talk about the dates, the months, what happened around that time in pro wrestling and metal. So apparently, you know, the two release dates that this movie had, we've already kind of talked about those months before. But, you know, we found a couple of other stuff to talk about. And I do have a story to talk about um, a band I met, too. And a band that actually formed in the 80s, uh, One Guar. So we'll be talking about that, too. But before we get into everything, I just want to let everybody know we dropped a little special on everybody last Thursday for St. Patrick's Day. Yes. The first ever Retrobud Lights Out show has dropped. The companion piece to our main show, which is this one right here, Retro Blood. Me and the and Allison, a.k.a. Viking Santa, have, have got out of the Trans Am. And we have explored it right into the DeLorean. And we are traveling through all different timelines. So everybody check that show out. We'll be dropping that every so often. Uh, me, and, me and Allison thought that would be a nice... Piece, So we can kind of get out of the 80s, kind of like, you know, freshen up out there, see what other kind of generations talk about. But very fun show, Leprechaun. Very fun. Everybody check that out if you haven't heard that yet.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how it kind of segued right into our show this week, too.
1: I know. And it's crazy because it
0: worked out that way.
1: It's crazy, too, because, you know, I had the idea for a long time to do the Leprechaun for for this show but then i forgot like oh shit it was actually happening in the 90s so that's why we came up with that separate show but we came up the separate show in our head for for different purposes but it just so happens that like to fit the theme that we had for this month too so even lights out brother is like fitting the theme over here too so it's pretty pretty cool it, everything always fits you know what i mean every time we talk about stuff it, it all comes together in some sort of weird way
0: yeah it all comes together you can't book it any better than that brother that's it's a perfect card
1: yes yeah, <laughs> perfect her, card yeah right Filled to the Raptors. All right. Yep. All right. So, um, before we get into the movie, I want to talk a little bit about um the little special that I have. So I told everybody on the other podcast and stuff, I'll be, I'll be every, I'll have like a little segment where I'm talking about a band that I met, and Mm -hmm. this particular one I really want to talk about because it's pretty. It's not a funny story because I only met this particular singer like for maybe like two seconds, but he's a very funny guy, and I just want to talk a little bit about it. So. It was the 2005 Sounds of the Underground. All right. And I think it was the first one they ever did The Sounds of the Underground, which was kind of like a, it's kind of like an Ausfest type of thing. And it was just basically just like a big tour that happened around the um, United States. And at this time, you get to walk up to the booths and just get free autographs. Like, you know, they didn't even like charge. You just walk up to every band that you wanted to, as long as you met up at the same time, and they just give you like some free autographs. So I met the band Guar. From there, which, you know, Guar is like one of the biggest, like, they seem like a folk horror. There you go. Folk horror demon band that there is out there. Perfect. (laughs) Exactly. And like, you know, so my first, um, you know, that I found out who Guar was, was actually, I'm about to say, you know, I'm most like a 90s kid over here. Like, well, I found out about Guar from Beavis and Butthead. Like, that's how I knew about Guar. Because every, you know, remember they used to do the Beavis and Butthead um, episodes Mm -hmm. and like, you know. They would have like the music videos they would show up, and every time they would see Guar, they would just like rock out and stuff. So that was my first introduction to Guar. What about you, Allison? When did you first uh, hear about the band Guar?
0: No, I'd heard about Guar before then because when I was, well, I mean, I'm, you know, older than you, but like when I was in middle school or high school, I guess, one of those two, um, Guar was one of the bands that I discovered when I was discovering like thrash metal and punk rock and hardcore and things like that. And I'm trying to remember which album that I had, which the which first album I got. Um, Scum Dogs of the Universe. That's what it's called. Yeah, buddy. Which is, I think, their second album. And Scum Dogs was like, a, it was so good. I mean, it's such a good album. It's got uh, the Salmonizer. It's got Maggots on it. Um, Vlad the Impaler. Black and Huge. Black and Huge is a classic song. I used to be in a band that played that song.
1: Um, oh, Yeah. Wait a minute, I yeah, forgot about... Wait a minute, wait a minute over here. Allison, <laughs> you used to be in a band. What did you play? I've been in a bunch of bands. I sing and play guitar. What was, tell me... Oh, you gotta tell you me the names. That. You gotta tell me the names, though. Oh, I don't know. Give the, no, give not, the, audi- no, give the audience not, one name.
0: No. no, that's not That's not what this is about. We're not doing this. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe some other day, but that was definitely... Uh, that would definitely be too embarrassing, so we're not gonna do that.
1: Were they screamo bands? I what, bet they
0: were. No, they weren't screamo bands.
1: <laughs> that's great.
0: <laughs> right. Well, anyway, um, I wasn't a band that played Black and Huge, and that's a
1: it's a really good song. We should play that as we're going out tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll definitely play that one. So, so actually, you know, I never actually owned a Guar CD i just always seen them on music videos. And then, um, actually, a fun story, too, is my first ever metal show was Guar. And check out this lineup. Like, very interesting lineup I went to. Because, you know, I didn't go to a lot of metal shows until I was, like, a little older. Like, my first ever, like, musical show was Primus.
0: Right. Wow. Um,
1: but... Was this for... the
0: only time you saw Guar?
1: No, no, no. I've actually seen them three times. My first time was when I saw them at this tour. It was GWAR. Dying Fetus and all their remains. Wow, who played last? Gore did. So the okay, opener. I was about the, to say it's yeah. It's really hard
0: to go on after Gore.
1: Yeah, because you know the, at the time you know all Dying Fetus kind of already had like an establishment as being like a really yeah. good you know you know middle. I I call middle card death metal. They're not my favorite death metal band, but you know they they could probably do like a nowadays they're probably a little bit more. Um, recognized than they were back then when i saw them mm-hmm. um and then all that remains this is like their first tour that they had so this is off their first CD. of course nowadays they're like a really i would say they're pretty like decent sized band that can go on like headlining tours and stuff um but yeah like it's crazy when you go to like a guar concert like i mean they just spew shit on you and stuff there's like fucking yeah like fucking die everywhere people like going into different demons and stuff it's pretty crazy <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you if they had their full show, but if they headlined, I guess they did. Yeah, they had their um, full show but, yeah, and I was you, fucking If you go covered. see Guar, yeah, I mean, now, I don't know if Guar is still what they were because I know their singer has passed away, but yes. um, but if yeah, if you go see a Guar show, don't wear anything you ever want to wear again, is what I would say.
1: Yes. And then, so basically, the, I met the main singer, um, mm-hmm. Odorous? Odorous.
0: Odorous or, Rungus or something? Like that.
1: Yes. I met him. Um, you know, obviously this is before he passed away and everything. And then they're just crazy. Like they live that gimmick like twenty four seven. Like no matter what, they just like they act like they're you know creatures from outer space. He's just like was railing on about a bunch of stuff. Like I got a quick photo with him. He's looking all shocked in it and everything. So, but it, they're really cool. Like they, if you actually meet him in their gimmicks and everything, I mean they 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 don't like act all normal. You know, they act like what their characters are like. They're basically like yes, hey. They're basically like a pro wrestler who takes the gimmick, you know what I mean? Who keeps the gimmick right. alive. I was gonna s
0: was gonna say he was wearing his uh guar gimmick the whole time you were with him.
1: Yeah, yeah. The whole time. Like yeah, they were figured. they were taking autographs under gar gimmick and everything and he was acting like he, his character too. He wasn't trying to be like all normal. It's like he's like in his whole mm-hmm. outfit, he'd be like, Hey, what's going on? My name is this, oh here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming out to the show. No, he was like he's like <laughs> fucking creatures out there, I am here, you are worshiping me right now when he walked through this line. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> that's yeah, great he's yeah. i mean they they live that gimmick the whole time though i don't even yeah. know what any of those guys
0: look like without their outfits on
1: yeah i mean there's a couple of pictures like, out know. there but <laughs> but yeah i definitely you know like i said i didn't really have a lot of guar cds and stuff but i've always like appreciated the band like anytime i could get to see them it's definitely pretty fun and they actually come you know they still tour nowadays of course with the new singer and everything mm-hmm. but you know it's always you know it was a good a fun time to, if you guys are looking for a guar show
0: yeah, they're definitely one of those bands that's definitely more fun to see live than they are to listen to on on record for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. I mean, the big thing is the show with them for sure.
1: Yep. So yeah, definitely I got to find some of these like archive pictures. Maybe if I could find some I'll post them on the Facebook, but I got to find them first, of course. Huh. Yeah. They're out there hidden somewhere. I saw uh, There might I be on my more, MySpace.
0: <laughs> oh, they could be on your MySpace, you yeah, know, if you still remember. That <laughs> if, <platform. laughs>
1: if I didn't know that. I got to dig that up from <laughs> um, <in> the past. <laughs> The,
0: um, I, um, I've seen GWAR a few times, but one of the times I saw them was at a convention. They got booked to play a convention in Atlanta at the Hilton or the Hyatt or something like that in a ballroom. And, um, you know, I mean, it was like one of those really nice ballrooms where they have like weddings and shit (laughs) and stuff and like (laughs) parties and... Like, they were, like, spewing their shit all over the walls and the ceiling <laughs> and all over the carpet on the floor. And, like, I wow. don't think they ever played the fe- the, fe- the convention again. But, yeah, they were people. The people at the hotel, like, looked like they were losing their fucking minds.
1: Damn. they fucking It was hilarious. They had, <laughs> they had the big giant <laughs> penis where people were going inside. Yep,
0: they the, yeah, they had the giant <clears throat> penis and then the little yeah. thing that you go inside and you get birthed out of it. And yeah. It was cool. It was really cool. They're cutting like, characters' heads off and blood was spewing out the top all over the ceiling. It was fucking great.
1: You know I was thinking? You know who would be perfect member for Guar? Our boy Rawhead over here. I mean, my God. Well, I was going to say that. Yeah. He looks like he's, like, in Guar. Like, Guar looks like <laughs> Gwar, Like
0: Rawhead Rex looks like he's a member so of Guar Oh, the Gwar. only thing
1: that this guy was missing was a guitar. I mean, this yeah. guy would have been the perfect 80s demon. I mean, this guy was jacked. He had, like, fucking, like, this horse-looking head with, like, fucking... Like two mouths and that shit. He looks like something from Mad Max or something. he lo- yeah, First, I thought he
0: looked like he should be in Demolition. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, it's like pretty much yeah, the the the, the third or fourth member of Demolition, brother. Fucking Rawhead. Yeah. And what a name too. What a gimmick. All right. You fucking uh, hey, who you got on the car today? We have fucking Rawhead, brother. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit, you got Rawhead? Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking. What, what's it? What's his finish? His finish, his finish is the pisser. He's a fucking piss the on you. Pisser. He's,
0: he's, right, he's gonna piss on you.
1: I I can't wait to talk that about was that so scene.
0: Ran, so fucking okay. random.
1: Okay, I cannot <laughs> wait to talk about that scene because that shit was so <laughs> random. I can't wait, but I won't spoil. I I I'll, I'll save my excitement for the review, everybody. Okay, but Allison, let's mm-hmm. uh let's get into something that Rawhead would be very good at. Let's get into some pro wrestling. What do you got for us? Oh
0: thought you're going to talk about beer oh yeah okay
1: pro oh, yeah, wrestling so um as i can, we, want as,
0: as we mentioned um this movie had two release dates it was released theatrically in ireland yes um in uh what october 14th what 1986 uh, 14th yeah 1986 so that was a day that we've talked about before um in wrestling so we're not going to we're going to skip not skip that but we're going to Pick a different day. So this is interesting. We didn't talk about this, but on um, the t- the 9th, yes, the 9th, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling had a show at Sumo Hall that drew um, 11,000 people. It was on live TV. The main event of that show, and this, will, this is interesting, was Antonio Inoki, who's like the Ric Flair of Japan, basically. He's like the godfather of Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he uh, pinned Leon Spinks. Um, Excuse me. It was a bo- he was he, he pinned Leon Spinks, who was a boxer. Spinks. So it was a wrestler. V- yes, it was a wrestler versus boxer match, and Spinks lost.
1: Wow. he liked those doing those matches, didn't he? I yeah, didn't he-, he do one against? Um, it's Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Yeah.
0: yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he do? Didn't he fight Muhammad Ali in a, Yeah, where in a he was just
1: like on the floor too. the whole time, kicking his shin.
0: Right. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, because he was basically trying to wrestle Muhammad Ali in, a, in like a shoot match, I think. And then yeah. Muhammad, like he, Muhammad Ali was trying to punch him and he was just like Antonio, like Inoki just stayed on the ground and just like tried to wrestle him.
1: Yeah, very interesting.
0: Um, and this is also an interesting match. Um, Tatsumi Fujinami defeated the Jackal. And is that the same Jackal that is Don Callis now? I don't or is that know. A I different?
1: Don't, it had to be a different one because I think during this time, you know, Don Cowes, he was more like a Canadian wrestler. I don't know if he ever went to, to Japan. I don't know. I've never seen him as a
0: wrestler and didn't even know he did wrestle until fairly recently. Like, I've always known him as a manager. Like, I remember yes. him being in uh, ECW, the original ECW, yes. um, as uh, Cyrus, whoever he was. Uh, yes. Cyrus the Virus, um, brother. Cyrus the Virus, but I know that he was called the Jackal when he was in WWF at one point. Yes, but he was still a manager, so I don't know if this is him wrestling as a Jackal or if this is a different. No, because
1: um, you know when he was doing the Jackal gimmick in, in, in uh, WWF, that was like 1998. So I, the only thing I remember him about wrestling was he was like a Canadian wrestler, but I don't think yes. he ever like I I don't think he ever went to New Japan, not that I heard of. But yeah,
0: I mean, like I said, I'm not really familiar enough with his career to be able to really say, but but I thought that was interesting if it is him, but if it's not, then then Fujinami just beats someone else.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, everything else was just pretty normal. Um, you know, Chono had one of his first matches against uh, uh, Godo. And, you know, there was – I mean, like I said, we've talked about this match before – or this night before, or this week before um, – so, we don't have a lot more to say about wrestling in 1986,
1: for sure. Yep, yep, yep. But, um, but yeah, I mean, those sound like pretty fun matches, though, I would say. You know, Japan definitely had a lot had of good stuff show. going on in the 80s. So, I'm trying to see if, now, that that wouldn't have been him, so it had to be somebody else. Because he didn't really start his career until, like, late 1989 with Don Callis' career. Okay. So. But, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I do remember him
0: saying on his podcast that his wrestling career was pretty short.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I remember him saying as well, too, is this kind of like he was just a Canadian kind of like journeyman wrestler until he became, you know, mostly like a manager later on. So, but he was pretty, pretty crazy at the, the Jackal. Like, you know, he was, uh, he would, he uh, managed Kurgan. Remember him? Kurgan. Mm-hmm. And then he actually managed the Acolytes, too, which is pretty crazy to think about. So
0: yeah, were they called the acolytes then?
1: Actually, yeah, they were called. Well, let's see. I think they were. Were they? um, I'm trying to think of what was Bradshaw's early name. Well, Bradshaw's early name was Black Black Jack Black Bradshaw, but then like you know maybe he did he did a bunch of like um, you know different partners and different gimmicks until he met met with Farouk. Then he became Bradshaw, mm-hmm. and then he came for Farouk. I can't even say it. Farouk. Farouk. yeah. Right. so So uh, I think he said that because I know, like, so the acolytes they came from, you know, the Ministry of Darkness. But I think I think before they joined the Ministry of Darkness, I think they had the Jackal Hazard manager for like very limited. But I know he also did the the Truth Commission. That would have had,
0: I'm trying to think, that would have had to have been pretty, pretty short. Because he must have joined ECW in like 19, eight, 19, 1999.
1: 1998 1999 Yeah, it was like
0: 1999. Wow, wow, so he he joined like real late then, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of like later on. So basically he was like the first kind of like um, manager for the Acolytes, but it only lasted for very short. And then the Acolytes eventually just went with the, um they because that was the last team he managed for a very short period of time until they went with the undertaker so but that's when he became right, like okay. the commentary the commentator for ecw so but you know what you know and i was thinking about that the jackal character for everybody if you gotta look him up Don not really a really pretty good manager even during that time but boy he would have been a perfect manager for for our boy rawhead over here oh yeah so allison can you tell us before we get into this lovely review can you tell us a little bit about the backstory of the lore of the rawhead? So, yeah, I mean, a little bit I can. I mean,
0: there, there's different stories. It's definitely a UK legend, but it's also because of so much immigration from Ireland and Scotland and England to um, the, the southern, especially the southeastern United States um, and the southern United States in general. It's, it's become like a southern story, too. But it's not like one of the most talked about ones. and I haven't heard it a whole lot. Um, It also shows up in um, like what they call slave narratives. So like stories that like enslaved people in the United States talked about, like stories that they told. Um, So it kind of like did get around. But um, I always heard the story as Rawhead and Bloody Bones, which sometimes are two different people and sometimes the same person. But, um, bloody bones was basically just like a head, like a headless skeleton. Um, and raw head was like a head with no body, but instead of looking like, like a horse kind of head, like he had sort of in our movie, he was like a, um, it was uh, like, I've heard it described as like a skinless head. So like it, like the head had raw meat on it, which is why they call it raw head. Um, So, and it was just, it was just a story to scare children, to keep them from going places they shouldn't go and doing things they they shouldn't do. Like don't stay out after dark or raw head and bloody bones will get you kind of thing. And that's the, that's what I really know about it. I mean, I'm not like, definitely not an expert in this, but there's definitely like, it's a real story. Like it's a real thing, but it's not like what this movie is like, really.
1: Are you telling me this wasn't based off true events? (laughs)
0: I'm pretty sure these are not factual events I'm pretty sure this was not a documentary
1: Boy I wish though because this guy <laughs> bro, this Demon guy, This guy was nuts But we'll get into it buddy uh, We'll get into yeah. the raw head rex Let's go What I saw wasn't human
0: Oh my god He was very tall What's more, it saw me, this thing.
1: Alright, here we are, everybody. We're in Ireland. Alright? And, you know, we didn't even count this. You know, we, we've we already talked about an, uh, an Irish creature on a different show. But it's fun to get back here in Ireland and stuff. And it's kind of rare, too. There's not a lot of horror movies I can think off the top of my head that come from Ireland. Can you, Allison, can you think of any other kind of, like, horror movies you can think of that have, like, an Irish creature to it? Um, Irish creatures?
0: No. There's been quite a few a few irish horror movies but not in the time period that we cover gotcha um but i mean ireland um definitely has scary stories though i mean it it's there's definitely a lot of haunting type stories um in, in in ireland um for sure it's definitely a horror rich
1: island you could say exactly we got the raw head and we've got the leprechaun. Girl, boy, what a tag team that would be. Huh. But oh, anyway.
0: yeah. That would be, yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. They'd be a great tag team with the Jackal as a manager. Yeah. yeah.
1: Damn, we already got that. We already got that card, brother. All right, we got it ready. We already got it booked. <laughs> we already got it booked. All right, so we start off by seeing like this old car driving through the land. <clears throat> and I always like these scenes where we have like, okay, we're, we're, we're in a car, we're driving throughout the land, you get a bunch of night sh- you know, get a bunch of scenery shots. I've done that for, for a couple of my movies, that kind of just brings the, the movie to, you know, tell us where we're at. So we're in Ireland, alright? And the, the main character we're going to meet is Howard. And this guy, he is like, he's wearing a sweater, he's smoking a little cigarette, and he has brought his family down. For him to do some research and taking some pictures and why we see him driving we see like these town folk for some reason these town folk they want to like they want like this fucking rock is bothering them there's like a big ass rock and they're trying to take this rock off the land because they want to take off this rock because they're trying to do some farming around that particular area and they're like they're like you know what this fucking rock's out of the way but they're having trouble um trying to get this rock to like move and even one guy's like hey fuck it all right, so we also see like this like scary window. What do you call those things? It's like a, you know, those windows <laughs> are in the churches and stuff. It's a scary window. It's a fucking <laughs> scary window, man. It had like this fucking demon. Bro, I was like, okay, this is a church. I don't know what kind of church has this demon head thing in there, but these are Irish people I, ain't I playing gonna, around.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask you about
1: that. So, yeah, it's a stained glass window, yeah. but it clearly has like a
0: demon in it. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody thought this was weird. And it's not like a picture of like an angel like killing a demon. It's yeah. just a stained glass window of a demon.
1: They seem to be cool about it because this guy they, this like they fucking. Seem to be cool with it. There's red coming from his eyes and everything. We got this fucking preacher. They are singing hallelu- hallelujah. Am I saying it right? Hallelujah. I can't even say it. It's like my uh, freaking hallelujah. Yeah, they're singing that fucking song yeah. so intense. I was like, yes. what is going on over here? All right, like this. <laughs> and this one preacher guy, which we found out his fucking name. And I don't know, they, they call him his name, but the only name I heard of him was like fucking Virgin. That's his fucking name, is Virgin. <laughs> so they're singing out the Hallelujah like so fucking crazy. And when this is all happening, eventually the townspeople get that rock, or at least one guy does, actually gets the rock to tip. That's when we see some fucking bursts of 80s lightning. We get some negative. Yes, that has come back. We got some negative. More. And well, that's the
0: best effect you can have on a low budget, right?
1: I know. Like this, this wasn't fucking um, blood beat or eyes on fire style negative, but they they did a pretty good job. But this one did have a lot of effects, especially towards the end. I was pretty surprised. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of He Man.
0: <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. That <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> raw head Rex looks like he should have been in Light like, Master's universe. Or something. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we get our first parents from Rawhead Rex, and this fucking dude, fucking jacked, brother. And right. what,
0: like maybe ten minutes into the movie?
1: Yeah, is just fucking? Yeah, it's so getting they're trying together. to.
0: Yeah, so like they're trying to like move this rock, and then you then Rawhead is trapped inside the stone, I guess. Yes. And then lightning strikes the stone, and he and he, he escapes. So did they know he was going to be in there? No, 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 no,
1: no, no. Uh, because the town folk, I mean, they, they I, wanted to move that rock because it was in part of their, where they wanted to plant all their, other vegetables. And so no, I know
0: I, that, I know they yeah. weren't trying to move the rock so that he would escape, but I couldn't, when I was, was thinking originally was that they knew that he was trapped. It was like a story where they knew he was trapped inside there, which makes me wonder why they were trying to move it. Even though I know they need it for their crops or whatever. But, like, why are they trying to move the cursed stone or whatever that has raw head rex in it? Well, I don't know. But maybe know. they didn't know.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking these town folk didn't know. I think the only people who knew about the raw head in this movie was the church folk. Because, because like, yeah. we'll get into it. Our boy Howard was trying to do some research with them. But mm-hmm. let's not get ahead of herself. So, not ahead so of herself. when this happens, when raw head gets released, we see this, like, church lady holding like a vase, and eventually that, la- that vase like heats up in her hand. She drops it, and then this fucking preacher guy, virgin, he just fucking stares at her like, you fucking asshole. I was singing this fucking song. God damn you. <laughs> this guy was yeah. so intense during the whole movie. And this is happening too. We're actually establishing our main character. His name is Howard. He's talking to his son. And the son's like, why are we here? And the dad's like, I'm here to take some pictures and do some research, brother. That's why I'm here. So also during this part two, um, we're back in the, the 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 ladies were talking about I don't know what came over me and stuff, and they're like leaving the church. And then we we see the actual preacher, the virgin preacher, and he is so the virgin preacher, I'll tell you this guy's name. Cause let's see, his name is gonna be um uh Declan. Declan O'Brien. Right? Yeah, he's the priest. Yes. Yeah, the priest guy. But, mm-hmm. like, well, we'll get into it. So, basically, with him, he he's, like, he's in this trance. And if he starts to get into this trance because he starts hearing this noise. And then he touches it's something that looks like a table. It's basically something with a white cloth over it. He touches it. His hand starts burning. And this is when he gets visions of the raw head. This is when we get some 80s He-Man action over here. So, he is, he is yep. being possessed by the raw head.
0: Yes, so, okay, that's one way to look at it. So, that's interesting. So, I looked at it as he was kind of like trying to bring, so do you think he was trying to bring back Rawhead back before he got possessed by Rawhead, or was he just possessed by him, and that's why he became um, the acolyte of Rawhead?
1: Because uh, he's
0: because because O'Brien, Declan O'Brien is kind of, he's like the heel priest. And yeah. The other guy, what's his name, Reverend Coot?
1: Yeah, Coot. Yes.
0: Yeah. Coot, Coot is the the face priest. Yes. yes <laughs> if if
1: you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's how it is. You know, that's a good theory because, um, you know, like it, it wasn't, it was pretty soon when we could tell like this guy's the evil one. And right. so, I mean, I would say, I don't know if he, he helped get him to be resurrected, but I think he was definitely a fan of the raw head. Like, I think he was a loyal servant even before like he got released i mean
0: right that's what i was thinking yeah. that's like he wanted to bring the rawhead back and i was thinking maybe his backstory could be that as we write backstories for characters for that they don't write them for in the movie maybe yeah. he um was the one to convince to the village people not the not the village people of the band but the village the people of the village maybe they maybe he convinced them that they needed to plant their crop for that rock is that rawhead was trapped in
1: yeah it's possible maybe and i think i might know what his favorite fetish is too but we'll get into that (laughs) yeah yeah so this is when we have howard he has now met the preacher o'brien and o'brien's like i'm the virgin preacher i was like what the fuck virgin he's like oh yeah the virgin is that some slight thing i'm supposed to know or something Allison. I don't know. I don't
0: I don't remember him saying that um particularly. Yes. Um so I don't know I don't know what that means.
1: Well I was calling him the virgin throughout the whole fucking movie. Okay. Anyway, so basically he there okay. they Howard's like, hey, I'm supposed to meet with uh Cook and Coot. Coot? Coot. Coot. Okay. He's supposed yeah. to meet with Coot. When he's coot. <laughs> Reverend Coot, right. that's his name. He's like <laughs> He's so like, I got an appointment for Coop over here, and he's like, Yeah, I'm over here to take some pictures of your guys's uh, church, and I wanted to do some backstory. I'm actually writing a book about some of the old lore of your of your church and, and the backstory, you know, before you know, before like the time it came. And this guy's all like, You can call me Virgin. I swear he said that. Uh, and it is all like, I'm not sure where it is and stuff. And we're having like tension between these two. Uh, when it comes to, to to the to the O'Brien and Howard. And eventually um O'Brien O'Brien like rolls his eyes and he goes on to meet go go meet Kook. So, you know, and their neural no stuff we can always see on that um, on that like stained glass window that the rawhead uh picture is always his eyes are always glowing. So the preach mm-hmm. pre- pre- meets with the Kook and he's all like, hey, you know, I want to take pictures of your guys' church. I want to go over the history. You know, And it's like, you know, the history is like, oh, before Christ is like, no, this is even before Christ, before Christ is even known, before the, even the Roman times. I want to go, I want to explore the deep history of this particular land. So he wants to explore yep. um, deep, deep um, books and history that only this church has. So this church has like yep. some history that they have hidden up. And of course, cook's like, oh, I'm not really sure that is. But, you know, if I see it, I'll let you know. And he's like, hey, where are you guys staying at? They're staying at the tall man
0: the tall man
1: Allison, yes, is that another lore that we're supposed to know about over here, the tall man of Ireland
0: um, I was thinking about phantasm, actually, yes, me too <laughs> uh, but the the tall man it could sound could could be could be lore um, um I'm not sure, um but the tall man, I mean, I think that's a kind of fairly typical uk pub they all have like weird names like that where yeah. here we go to like buffalo wild wings or whatever to drink
1: but yeah. there they go to the tall man. hooters <laughs> <laughs> to, or to hooters which is my
0: favorite place to go
1: actually yeah buddy get them wings brother mm-hmm. all right so we're at the tall man and these kids are acting up all right and this is when we get howard and he's meeting with his wife it's aline I thought I said Ellen for a second, but it was Aline. So it's Eileen. <laughs> okay. All right? And then she there, she's kind of like, oh, these kids are driving me bananas. And then he's all like, hey, you know, we're just here for a little bit. I just want to do my research, and then we're all going to go to Dublin. All right? And then she's all like, you know, like, hey, you know, you need to pay attention more to this family. And he's like, you know, this is a work trip for me. That's what he's saying. He's like, well, he's like, I know it's a work trip for you, but you got family over here. And then they start talking about her crazy mom. So at first right. we're seeing some tension between the two. How's was like? Yes. They're not really getting along. But and they're Americans. Is. Yes, they're Americans to be over here. Yes.
0: Yeah, because I was a little confused at that at first because when she was when Elaine was talking, she sounded like an American, and I'm like, did he? Is she just there? Did he marry an American and they live in Ireland now? But no, they're all
1: Americans. Yeah, the whole family traveling American. to
0: learn. Yeah, they're all they're all American to learn, and they go there to learn about the. Uh, the, the legend of, uh, well, the legends that are older than Christianity, yes. which is another folklore thing. You know, there are these things that are older than, you know, the idea, like the Christian idea, the, uh, the uh, Abrahamic religions, they, they're they older than that and they've been around longer. Yep. Which is a big thing. It's a recurring theme and kind of goes back to like how, um, especially like in Scandinavia, um, like when Christianity came to Scandinavia, they um, basically got rid of everything that that, like every place that was sacred to like the to like the people of Norway, they would build a church on top of it. Um, to to you know because they're like, well, you're used to coming here to worship anyway, so why don't we just build a church and you can come worship our God here? And that's why, not to get off topic much, but. Uh, I will anyway. That's why Mm -hmm. when all of those church burnings happened, like with the black metal artists that that burnt all those churches down. So that's why they did that. And that's why they said that they were justified in doing it because um, like one of them was built on the side of the sacred tree that had been there for like hundreds and hundreds or thousands of years. And then when the Christians first came there, they cut the tree down and built a church on top of it. Um, so they, so they, they were burning these churches down that were built on top of these old ancient sacred places. And that's why they kept saying like, you know, well, if you don't respect my religion, why why in the world would I respect yours? That kind of thing. But there's like the idea of these things, these, these thought processes, these, what we call today, pagan religions that were, that people were doing and, and, and worshiping thousands of years before Christianity existed. So that's kind of what this is. So he's, he's there to like find out about these pre-Christian ideals. Yep. And then Reverend Coot is, you know, he's like, well, I don't know anything about that, but if I, if I do find anything, I'll let you know.
1: Yeah. You got it. So also too, during this, we see like this door shutting back and forth. And then we see a lady, she's washing some dishes And she's like, and then we had this guy walk in, and his name is Dennis. And she's like, hey Dennis, you know, you didn't close that door over there. And he's like, oh man, I swear I did, I swear I closed it. So he goes out there and investigates. And he knows that the gate that that door was, it's kind of busted open a little bit. so he looks around everything. And then eventually, out of nowhere, Raw Hex, or Raw Head, appears. Yep. And then boy, I swear, like, if they would have had him pop out with some like a, like solo guitar, that'd have been awesome. There should right. have been a heavy
0: metal soundtrack to this. I movie. know exactly. There definitely, there definitely should have been a heavy metal soundtrack to this movie. I mean, like yeah, like he, and for such a big guy, he can hide very well. I've noticed that
1: exactly, and he could run too. Like this guy was, and un- he can run
0: um, yeah, so so <laughs> Rawhead yeah. appears out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, out of and, nowhere. Uh, and then we all see a bunch of, of cutscenes of the wife making dinner too, and then Rawhead just comes up, fucking grabs fucking Dennis, bites the shit out of that motherfucker. Eventually his wife sees it. Um and she sees him and she's like starts screaming. Then Rawhead notices her and she's like running up through the whole the whole house. Rawhead appears and his one main mission, Allison. This guy, mm-hmm. he cannot go to a house and not destroy everything in it, like it's impossible. No, oh, no. Yeah, but, like, I
0: mean, well, with his size, I and mean, what's he gonna do, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, he's just like but it's just so funny. Like it was like, I'm gonna fucking bite this motherfucker. Oh yeah, I'm gonna chase you. Oh, before I chase you, I gotta ruin your house first. Okay, I'm gonna destroy
0: everything in the yes. room. I'm gonna break every dish you have.
1: Yes, every dish. And I like it when he goes to the kitchen. and He starts <laughs> breaking up everything, and we just see a box that says bread. Yeah, <laughs> little thing is just like a box that said bread, and he's like fucking making all the eggs smashing everything and then you know, the, the, the the wife she's like going against the wall and everything she's trying to run upstairs um, and it's just like you just see his hand like fuck your flour and eggs motherfucker I hate that shit <laughs> huh. raw head brother uh-huh. yeah. oh, like, and, uh, and then it's
0: almost he- like the script had like 10 pages in it <laughs> they had to like pat it with every possible thing that they could yeah
1: and then I like when she gets upstairs and locks the door. And then fucking... He just, like, breaks through. And then... When he breaks through, what do we get? We get strobe lights, brother. Yeah. <laughs> fucking strobe lights and stuff. And then it looks like he's about Nothing to... Nothing more t- heavy metal than strobe lights. Yes. Um, And then, like, he's about to touch the wife. Because the wife is pregnant. And then we eventually mm-hmm. just cut. And so we don't know what happened to them. Um, And then during all this stuff, the... Preacher O'Brien, he smiles, during everything. So we can see, like he's like, he he knows what's going on. I guess he's like linked with him. Hmm. All right. So this is when we get well, how? Oh God.
0: No, I was gonna say he. Yeah, he's yeah. Because remember, he's like possessed by him, or not? I don't know. Possessed is not really the word, but he's like, yeah, he's linked to the to Rawhead.
1: Yeah. He's like he's like yeah. linked to him and he can he he he, he can feel like if he like Roy can kind of give him powers in a way. So. So we have Howard and Aline. They are walking down the street and somehow they start flirting with each other and now they're horny. Like they're just kissing up on each other. So at first they were fighting, now they're all cool. I don't know. Well, I mean they're married. Yes. So that's how it goes. You know, that's
0: yeah, that's how it goes, you know. I mean that, yes. that I mean that would be a fine relationship to me. I mean, you know, if I were like, you know, I don't know, married or had a girlfriend or whatever, and you know, they were we were like fighting and then all of a sudden we were like flirty and then we wanted to have sex. I mean
1: that's I mean, that's it's great. I'm I'm happy for Howard and Elaine. Yes. So now they've made up everything's good. So like kissing yep. everything, they start talking about her dirty eyes. All right. Yes. And then this old lady just like passes them. Like just like Goes right in front of him, and then Aline's just like, you know, that that's kind of strange that the girl just walked right in front of us. But she also looks kind of familiar too, like a, like. And then he's like, "Oh, is it one of your relatives maybe?" And she's like, "No." So we have we we kind of are establishing that the Aline she has relatives or some sort of history here in this land of Ireland, this part of yes. Ireland that they're in. So she lives in America with Howard and all of them, but she has some history at this particular area.
0: Yeah, which I'm—I was guessing—is why the, why her and the kids came because they're they're going with Howard to visit her homeland or whatever.
1: Yes. So the 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 priest guy—he's still looking evil, O'Brien. Mm-hmm. He's good at that during the whole movie. Yes. So we have this very- guy show up in a yellow truck. He is now looking at all the carnage, brother, that Rawhead has ensured. He's looking at all the fucking dead bread and eggs everywhere. He's like, what the fuck happened over here? He looks inside. And we see the box of bread.
0: Totally destroyed.
1: Did you see? I don't, know, I don't know why I thought that was so funny. It's just a box, a white box that said bread. I was like, bread. It's just generic bread. <laughs> and, he's like, for, um, yeah. and he's asking for He's asking for Dennis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, no, like I was going to say, it's thing. just,
0: yeah. 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 He's just, that, he, yeah. It's like the generic bread, like the grocery store brand bread.
1: So he's asking for Dennis and Janine or Jenny. That's what the wife was named. Mm. So he's mm. looking through the house, everything goes upstairs. And eventually he runs into Jenny. And now Jenny is evil. And she like screams at him. It was kind of weird too because she's like looked at him and just started screaming. I couldn't tell if she was screaming because she was uh, um, possessed, or if she was screaming because she was totally freaked out. But we never see her character again, so we don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, yeah. I thought that too. I was, I was like, I was like, well, um, I don't know if she's like possessed by the same thing that's possessing Declan, or if she's just terrified. But it resolutely doesn't matter because it's not in the movie ever
1: again. Yes, and I guess we're establishing that Rawhead has a soft side for pregnant women. So. Let me to guess. So we have yeah. the police have so now short. showed up. And I was yeah, going to make probably. the Sherlock Holmes joke, but I will not do that. <laughs> All right. We have um, let's see. we have Detective Inspector Isaac Gisimman. and we have we have Tom. Tom. Tom Garron. All right, so we have both that, those are our main two detectives. And they're looking through the whole house. They see the blood and everything, and they're kind of they're kind of thinking, you know, theories. Like I mean, they're kind of like asking the, the guy who showed up in the yellow truck. They're like, hey, you know, did they have like any enemies or did they have any visitors over here? Um, you know, and then they're like, they they see some the, the blood and everything, and then they're just like, okay, well, I don't think it's gonna be an animal. It looks like we're looking for like a group of people that terrorize this this couple. So we're thinking it's like a like a hate. They basically think it's kind of like a hate crime, and there's like a group of people out there that did this ma- um, mess. It's like, a, and they also say it's like <clears throat> a revenge killing. So, and then during this, when they thought about that, we see Rawhead. He is now dragging Dennis. I, I thought that was kind of, I don't know, he just randomly dragging him right around. So we have yep. uh, Lean. She wakes up. All right, and. She's, she's hearing all the sirens that were going off because we had the police that go to Dennis's place. And we have Howard. He is up now and he is awake and he wants to see what's going on because he wants to go take a walk. And then this is when we get some more romantic stuff between the two of them. She, she, she gives him a kiss. And then eventually we, uh, he, she tells him to wear, wear a sweater. So now we're at the trailer park. And this fucking guy. So, we have these <laughs> fucking we have a couple that are kissing, and then we have this mullet head kid, and he is like they're trying like so at first, I thought it was like a babysitter type of thing, but apparently yeah. they're they're like blood brothers and stuff, but basically, it's like this mullet head kid he's like playing with his toys and stuff really loud, and then this this mm-hmm. guy, his name is Andy, he was trying to get him some from from Katrina. Now, not Katrina from Lucha Underground Brother, this random white chick, Irish chick over here, Katrina, all right? <laughs> he was just trying to he was trying to get himself some and he was all like, "Hey, can you just like watch the movie?" And the kids like, "I've seen this movie before." I was like, "Fuck, this kid's more of an <laughs> asshole than an Alex kid was." Right.
0: Yeah, I was about to say so, he's definitely more of an asshole than Alex yeah,
1: was. Yeah, what a fucking block. All right. So. <laughs> All right, so he's like, um, you know, he's out there like, and he's like, you know, watching movie and everything. He's like, I don't want to watch this movie anymore and stuff. I already seen it all. And then, and then he's like, listen, you little shit, Alright. And he's like, I'm, a, I'm gonna get you one day, you little shit. And he's like, you and what army? He's like, you fucking pig face. <laughs> so they're like yelling at each other and everything. And eventually, uh, we can kind of see like this, char- this character Andy is kind of like a dick a little bit, and all he wants is sex. Mm. Like, that's his, main ca- right. that's his main goal in this movie is to get some sex by this Katrina girl. All right? right. Well, I mean, you know, you, you understand that. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes sense to me. Of course. Yeah. He calls him a selfish little brat. And he stares at him. And then he calls him a dickhead. And then eventually they all go outside. And Katrina's saying It's cold outside. So we're seeing that. It's, it's like every time that a raw head is around, it gets a little chilly. So, eventually, Andy kind of... Andy's like, they're outside and everything, and then Andy brought, like, a toy out there. He stole it from uh, the, the little uh, mullet kid. And they go out to the woods because Katrina needs to tell him something out there in the woods. So, while this is all happening, Rawhead shows up, and he smashes the toy. And then, eventually, you know, they, they lock the mullet kid kit in, into the trailer. And then, eventually, the, the, guy, the mullet head kid got out. And he saw his match toy. He was kind of like pissed off. So he goes and runs into the woods. And then, of course, during this whole time, Rawhead he's just dragging Dennis throughout this whole thing.
0: Yeah, he's still dragging Dennis's body, right?
1: Yep, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, let's see. So now Andy, he's like talking about like, man, that kid, little kid's like bothering me and stuff. I'm you know, just saying normal like I guess they were brothers. I couldn't really tell if they were brothers or not, but they were definitely they were close. You know, but they were just like always yeah, like the fight with each other.
0: Right. Like I thought that he was like it was kind of a situation where he wanted to get with Katrina, but he was he had to like babysit his little brother.
1: Yeah. I mean after his
0: little brother was being like a total cock blocker about the whole thing.
1: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, and then like, you know, and then, so, you know, Katrina's just saying like, hey, you know, I need to tell you something. But, you know, Andy, he's just like, let's just have some sex out here in the forest. Okay. Go on about it.
0: <laughs> then then you can tell me after we have sex in the forest.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is when we hear we see the kid. Ooh, did you just pop a beer? I just
0: popped another Stone Cold Steve Austin beer. Yeah, yeah straight brother. On the,
1: straight on the mic. Fucking popping a cold one for a boy Rex over here. About to get it going. So this is when Mullethead sees Rex feeding on Dennis. <laughs> Mullethead. Yeah. Yeah. He sees him he sees him eating Dennis. He's finally
0: eating yes. Dennis after carrying him around for like two hours. Yes.
1: So Mullahhead does have a name, but like a lot of these movies, they don't really tell us his name right away. So I'm trying to be right. as accurate as I can. So we don't know his name yet, based on based <laughs> on me watching his movies. So I'll just call him Mullethead Kid. Uh-huh. Right.
0: For the time mm-hmm. being.
1: Yes. So, while Andy and Katrina are kissing, Katrina is hearing noises. And she's like, oh, what was that? And, and of course, Aunt Bobby, Andy and, like, any uh, any uh, young boy would be like, I didn't hear nothing. Let's keep going. Uh-huh. So, after cat well, like sees Rex eating up all up on Dennis' his dead body, he runs and runs. He runs to, like, this old guy's, or this, like, this couple's um, trailer. And... It's like an old lady, and she's watching people making out. So there's a lot of making out how we're here. We have kids making out in the mm. forest. We have an old lady watching a show of people making out. And, of course, this old mm. guy, which we found out his name is Sean, he's like laying on this bed, and he's passed out with a pint in his hand. I was like, yeah, buddy. Yep. <laughs> Drinking yep, it all. Yeah, man, from my own heart. Yeah, so he's passed out with a full pint. and it's like a full one, too. And eventually, Mullahhead's like freaking knocking on the door. She tells Sean to wake up and answer it. And then eventually they answer the door, and Neil, they're like, "That's Neil. the, the heads, kid. His name is Neil." They're yeah, like, Neil, like "Neil,
0: Neil, Neil, come inside." Yeah. He's like,
1: "What are you doing up here?" And he's like, um, "He's like not saying anything." And she's like, "Well, you know, what's wrong with you? What's going on with you? What's happening?" And then eventually we hear some more noises. Katrina has not enough, and she started hearing noises. And then eventually they go, uh, you know, eventually Andy, he just like, I don't hear nothing. Let's just keep going. And then I thought this part was pretty random. So, like, Neil's, and he hasn't said anything. And he's at the, they're they're kind of trying to get some information out of him. And then the whole fucking town just shows up. I'm like, what kind of small, you know, (laughs) they're like, oh, that's you, Neil. Hey, what's going on, Neil? Like, everybody just shows up out (laughs) of this treasure. I was like, fucking, this kid just knocked on one door. I was like, what are you all it's, doing It's a here? very
0: small community. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. It's like, talking about being everybody's business. I was like, shit, okay. Right. I was like, fuck. Yeah, they just throw up out of nowhere. And then, like, so now, like, Andy, he's, like, feeling kind of bad. He's like, hey, I'm apologizing for just wanting sex from you. You know what I mean? And she's like, and then Catherine's like, oh, I'm just feeling a little city. So they started to hug. So, like, you know, he's just trying to get her to calm down a little bit. And then eventually, and then eventually, when Katrina like looks a little bit on the forest, she can see the hanging dead dead Dennis, and she starts freaking out and screaming everything, and, and then they start running through the woods, and then eventually Rawhead shows up and he fucking grabs Andy's hand, and eventually uh, Katrina, she's just like, "Fuck this guy and he fucking runs out of there while our boy Andy gets like fucking screaming and chopped up.
0: Yeah, I thought there was a couple scenes in this movie that looked really good. And I thought one of them was uh Dennis hanging. I thought that looked really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we just like yeah, sitting there.
0: I th- also thought Pred- uh he uh Rawhead Rex kinda looked like the Predator a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit with his uh yeah. I mean yeah, a little bit. I think it looked like something from like Mad Max or something.
0: Yeah, true. I see what you're saying, but you know, you can definitely tell like the differences in budgetary uh demands like the budget that they put in predator was way more than the budget they put in rawhead rex
1: yes so during this um katrina shows up to the townspeople where neil's at and she's can't talk she starts screaming and then eventually she shows everybody that she has andy's hand near her hand and then everybody starts freaking out a little bit and then this is when we see kind of like rex he's like leaving the forest and now um so now the townspeople—they're out for blood now, so they're gonna start going through the woods and figuring out what's going on with like what attacked everybody. And this is when we see Ellen; she's up with the with her daughter and the kids and everything. now the, the townspeople are about to be out for blood and everything. And this is when we have Howard; he's like walking through the forest, and he looks over and he sees Rawhead, just like staring at him, like behind the moon or something. Ow. It kind of looked oh, like yeah, a, like when he's
0: standing on the cliff. Yeah. Oh, th- that was the other scene that looked fucking great. Where when Rawhead's yeah. standing there, like behind with the moon behind him, yeah, standing on that cliff looking at Howard, that looked fucking incredible. That
1: looked cool. I was like, man, yeah. that'd be a great Christmas card from our boy Rawhead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yours the truly. Christmas. Yours card. truly. I will piss on you soon. Oh.
0: I will piss on you soon. We're so- we're so we're planning a siege for this this pissing <laughs> scene so 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 early. <laughs> oh, no.
1: I can't help it, man. That's my favorite part
0: of the movie. I know. People, they don't, they don't, none of the, nobody listening to the show right now believes this, though. Yeah. They
1: think we're just fucking with them, but you, you just wait. You just wait. All right. So, this is when we get Howard. He's back at home. The wife is up with the daughter, and this daughter was like something else. She's like, Daddy, did you see any action? Daddy, did you see any blood? I was like, Fuck, okay. <laughs> it's crazy. And then, yeah. This van- little
0: girl scared the shit out of me. She was scarier than Rawhead.
1: I know. She was like, ready to go. I like it when she's like, What's a bottomless pit? I was like, Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's bottomless pit? (laughs)
1: All right. So then they put the kids to sleep. We have the townspeople. Uh, They find the dead Dennis and then they see the dead Andy. And they're just like, Oh, fuck, this is a massacre. It's a bloody massacre. It's a
0: massacre. We've
1: discovered a massacre. Yeah. So now, uh, Ellen, she's like, tucking in the kids. They say some stuff about bed bugs, you know, don't let the bed bugs bite. Uh, and this is when a red. Uh, so, another thing about Rawhead, when he kills somebody, he takes their fucking head like Mortal Kombat and just fucking shows mm. it. He'd be good for Mortal Kombat character too. Exactly. Fatality. Yes, fatality. Finish brother. him. All right. And now, Howard, he is now looking a word because he doesn't know what he saw out there. Is like man, this place is crazy. You got some fucking eighties demons over here. So now we have the <laughs> now we have the police detectives. They are talking to the to the trailer park townsfolk during the daytime. All right, uh, the cops are talking about. Um, so they they so they find um, so the cops they found the. The guy who opened the rock originally to let Rawhead out, they found him dead. And now some of the cops are talking about, oh, there's like three people dead so far. And they still have the theory that it's like a group of people doing these murders. So this is when we have Howard. He has come to the police station. He wants to report what he saw last night. So they let him in Mm -hmm. and everything. Um... And this is when we have the police on the phone and everything and they're looking kind of confused because they can't really figure out who they they have like a working motive, but they don't really know what the actual motive is yet.
0: Yeah, and they don't really have any reason to have this motive as far as I can tell. Yes. Like they have, they think it's some kind of revenge killing, but they don't have, as far as I can tell, they have no idea why they would think that. I have no idea why they would think that.
1: Yeah, I guess because a lot of the damage that's happened, they just think it's more than one person.
0: Uh, I guess so, yeah. And a lot of people are getting killed all at one time, it seems like.
1: Yes. So Howard is now telling them what he saw. And, of course, you know, every time you tell him, hey, I saw some demon guy out here, you know, obviously the police are going to think he's a little crazy. And he's like, listen, I know what I sound like. I know what I sound like. I know it sounds crazy, but this is what I saw. You guys should look into it. He's like, I'm not sure what I saw, but it wasn't human. And you guys should definitely try to look into this. So he's like, okay, well, what did the thing look like? He's like, well, it's like a eight-foot, or nine-foot nine foot thing. All right. And then he also said, like, he also had some burning red eyes on him as well, too.
0: Yeah, he looked like a professional wrestler. Yes.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, pretty. It's like, what he look like? He kind <laughs> of look like fucking... looked like the ultimate warrior guy. He kind of looked
0: like the ultimate warrior a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: all right. And then he eventually tells the inspector, Isaac, is all like... The guy was like, oh, just take your statement. And then the guy was like, well, fuck it. I ain't going to do no statement. Screw you guys. You're not listening to me. No. He says, forget it. And then maybe the other cop was like, hey, man, maybe we should look into this. He was all like, and then before, he kind of blew him off by putting his cigarette in his coffee.
0: <laughs> right. Because that's, that's a oh. sure sign that that is a sure sign that nobody wants to talk to you. Yes. If they do that, that, that is a sure sign that your ideas are stupid. Yeah, um, yep. but yeah, that's <laughs> but that's such a like cop trope, right? For movies like the yep. one cop who, well, maybe we should look into this. You know, the other cops like, there's no way this is real. Yep. And then they, you know this is the thing, and then
1: and of course right. they find out later on that they were wrong. Of course they <laughs> yeah. always do, right? So Howard is now looking for those records, but the preacher can't mm-hmm. find them. Cook he can't find them. Coot yes. Coot.
0: Coot. Coot cannot find them. They've been stolen.
1: Yes. And now the. <sighs> I like my notes. Virgin looks on. Okay. <laughs> and then Howard is now, he, he starts to take some photos of the wrecks. So basically he's taking photos of all the stained glass uh, structures inside this church.
0: Right. Which all have this weird demon on them. Yes. And nobody thinks that's odd.
1: And now he is also reading the texture where he's all like, death walks freely and it's like, death goes, goes in fear of what it cannot be. So there's like reading all this stuff about like, you know, like, you know, death fears itself or, you know, death walks around us and stuff. And that's what this, some of these paintings are saying on there. It's kind of like foreshadowing of what this demon's all about. Right. So he eventually he runs into O'Brien, the virgin priest. And Bridget Peace is mad at him and fucking just takes his camera and smashes it. And tells him to, he tells him to get the fuck out of here. I was like, oh shit, this guy just fucking turned around, didn't he? He's like, nothing for you here. And Howard grabs him saying, I will get the fuck out of here. And there's a present for you, you fucking <laughs> maniac. I was like, oh shit, this turned around. <laughs> so this is when Howard and the family, they're leaving. They're like, fuck this place now, we're just going to go to Dublin. I got this fucking crazy priest. he broke my camera... They can't find my records, and I saw this fucking demon priest. He looked like he wanted to piss on me, so I'm out of here. Right. Let's go to Dublin. And I like how you know, the kids like. You got McDonald's over there in Dublin, <laughs> <laughs> and then this is like. I was like, "You're." And then the, the mom was all like, "You know, Ellen." She was all like, "You get it. Your your stomach is a bombless pit." And la- and then the little girl, and then her name is Minty. She was like, Minty. "What's a what's a bombless pit? What's a bombless pit?" I was like, "Oh boy." Yeah, so creepy. Minty has Minty. to has to pee. All right. Well, <laughs> I love the scene. Yes, but before that, uh, uh, Ellen she Aline she sees a scarecrow. You know, that's we see like this huge uh, thing. It kind of like it kind of looks like the same size as as Rawhead, but it's not just a random scarecrow. But yeah, now she I thought has that to Really cool. Yes. So, and then she was all like, you know, you know before she has to pee, you know, Howard's like, well, what did you think that thing is? She's like, oh, this bloody place is just grabbing me crazy. So this is a weird one, too. So we have another detective guy. I didn't catch his name. I think this is the Tom one. And he, he like walks into the police station and just like takes the guy's newspaper and just puts it down and just leaves. <laughs> I was like, what an asshole. <laughs> and then he goes yep. in there and is like, hey, detectives, we need to talk. We got to see what's going on around here. So this is when the, the guy is saying, like, hey, chief, we got to talk. That Neil, that Neil kid, he wasn't talking to me, all right, because he's at this hospital right now. But he started to talk because I gave him some stuff to play with because he's in the toys. And look what he drew. And it looks like it's a picture of the same creature that Howard was, ext- uh, was, a, was uh, telling them about, Rawhead. So it like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Two people had the same um, encounter with this demon. So then he's like, and then the, the detective guy was like, maybe that Yankee was right.
0: Maybe that Yankee
1: was right. So, so now this is when the daughter has to pee. Um, they they can't find anywhere for the pee because there's not there's there's no pisser around anywhere until the next town. And so, that, the Howard's like, okay, we'll stop by and just take her by a bush. And this fucking mom was like, oh, she'll be out fine. Just let her go out there on her own. She can go pee by the bushes. The girl was like fucking, like, what, five years old? And I was like, oh, shit. She's like five years old. Just let her go pee in the yeah. bushes. Just let her go pee by and everything. Yourself. This mom was kind of weird. Like, her story really didn't, like, make sense. Like Yeah, I know. Like, okay, she was, she doesn't like her kids. She she wants to have no. sex with Howard. And I don't she, know that she
0: doesn't like her kids. Well, I she kept
1: complaining that. about them the whole time. She she does complain about her kids, and a then lot. she like let her daughter and just go out there, say, so that girl can handle herself. I ain't helping her." And the next day, I know she comes yeah. to be some wizard at the end. It's fucking weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. So eventually, right. Howard's like, "I'll take her out to go pee and everything." And then the mom, the, Ellen's like, "Well, she she gets, has to learn it eventually. She well, has to learn
0: how to pee in the woods
1: eventually." Yeah. I was like, "Really? You do?" <laughs> Like, have you not seen <laughs> true crime before? I'm probably sure we don't want her to pee out in the woods by herself, okay? <laughs> I, I, always thought that, I, always, I thought that scene was really weird. What she was like, yeah. she
0: was just going to send this like, little four-year-old kid to pee in the woods by herself. Like, has got to figure out how to do it eventually.
1: Yeah, got to figure out how to do it. Okay, apparently. So, so Howard, they're like at this but little... Maybe not at four. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we can wait a little bit for that, can't we? Like, maybe like 14 or something, <laughs> not four. <laughs> Anyway, so Howard like he's like, hey, see that? We're, we're like in a gated area. He's like, hey, see that bush over there. Go go piss over there. Okay. So she goes pee. Eventually, she screams, and then Howard goes runs over there, and it's just a dead rabbit. <clears throat> and then apparently, when she screams, Ellen's like, oh, I better come over there too. To be a good mom, like because I wasn't. And they let they left. Be a good mom for once. Yes. Uh, now
0: I care. Now I care all of a sudden.
1: Yes, I care now. And it's actually she's screaming because she saw a dead rat. A rat. And they leave Robbie in the car. That's the son. Right. And then, you know, who shows up brother. But before that.
0: So Mm -hmm. one thing I noticed about this was like, so this gate was like the most elaborate gate like possible. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like it had, it's almost like a turnstile. It was like, yeah, it was like, you couldn't just go open the gate and go through it or climb over it. You had to like squeeze through this little thing that turned and it was like, you know, it was like designed to keep the, the dad from being able to get back and forth real easily. Yeah. Yeah, so he goes through this little gate, and then anyway, so we go there, and then she screams because she sees this random dead rabbit that was, you know, dead behind this bush that she yep. was forced to go pee behind, and then all of a sudden, Rawhead Rex shows up.
1: Yes, and he's kind of looking through the the car. You can kind of see him through the window. Our boy. That was a
0: cool scene where you could see the reflect yeah. his reflection in the window.
1: Yeah, and Robbie was kind of like he was reading like this little magazine or comic book, and then eventually Rawhead grabs him. From the car and during this whole time like Howard he's trying to look over but he doesn't see anything and eventually he sees the Rawhead's head he's like oh shit and he tries to run but he gets stuck in the gate and while this is happening then eventually Rawhead terminates Robbie I was like oh shit I need to see that coming
0: he does terminate
1: Robbie I was like "Fuck!" and then there goes him and then now we're back at the police headquarters and then the news people are asking all these detectives everything and of course, Howard's like, "Good question and stuff." And so we can see that Howard and his family are back in the headquarters, and and then eventually, you know, I they're, they're, they I guess Howard gave him a drawing and everything of what was going on, and then eventually the chief was basically just saying like, "Hey, I was wrong." And then Howard he's he's pissed off basically because because of their incompetence, <laughs> they couldn't realize the story to find this character. So he's yeah. like pissed off during this whole time because his son, you know, obviously got killed by this monster and he feel like he didn't get any help people are not listening to him at all.
0: Exactly. He is pissed off, but it's better than being pissed on, right? Yep. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll get there.
0: We'll get there.
1: And he's like, I know, you don't know how I feel. You're stupid. Why? You know, it's your stupid, it's your stupidity of why my kid is dead. It's like I'm gonna get that thing myself, and then Howard leaves. So now we have um, the uh, O'Brien, the Virgin priest. He's sitting, sitting down, just hanging out, and Howard just shows up, and he starts to look at all the windows. And then we eventually see Virgin. He's like there. Okay, so this is when this is when. He's like telling him, Howard, all about this demon. He's like, they thought they can bury him alive. You can't bury the devil. Said. No. Yes. Said that they thought they could forget about him. But the dark's uh, are always swelling. He says, there's, there's nothing for you left to fight for. So you cannot help him. So basically he's just saying like, you know, he, he is like one with the Rex. He, he is like, the, he's basically they're saying that Rex is like the devil. is like the God. And then eventually this is when we get the other priest cut he's saying like you know i'm sorry about to hear about your son and this is when we get um um we get howard he's asking about the windows and you know and then this is when the priest is like whoa yeah like so what happened was his church was kind of like ruined a couple of decades back and then when they put back up the 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 glass um windows uh they kind of rearranged them really really poorly And Howard just like, okay, well, maybe if something's in here, I can figure out how to beat this particular creature from here. And he's also saying, like, this thing killed my son. You know? And he's like, and then the, the priest is like, well, I thought you didn't believe in the devil. And then this is basically when they were saying, like, basically Howard, by looking through all his pictures, he has figured out the... So, what happened was he has figured out a story that there was people here before that actually trapped Rawhead. They defeated him, and they defeated him with a particular rock and he has now figured out where the rock is supposed to be. He's like trying to figure it out through all his pictures,
0: yeah, literally a rock, yes, sorry, to <laughs> continue
1: and And of course, you know, the priest during this whole time is all like, this is paganism. This is, this is, this is, this is crisis house. Because, you know, like, Howard's like, you know, this fucking thing killed my goddamn son. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not
0: wrong, right? I mean, it is paganism. I mean, Rawhead is a pagan deity, kind of. But then again, the church does have paintings of him. So I'm not really sure how that's supposed to, what that's supposed to mean.
1: So then after this one, when, um... When Howard leaves, eventually the priest hears some noise from that particular table that the other priest, O'Brien, touched before. And then he starts to touch the table and his hand gets burnt. And he sees a bunch of negative and a bunch of different rawhead stuff. The Table of Doom. So now we are back at the trailer park. And we have Sean, the old guy with the beer from earlier. He is now telling ghost stories um, about what happened you know, to Andy and stuff. So he's like, basically doing some like stories and telling the group of friends that he has around there. And this fucking one guy, like, they, <laughs> he looked like Dracula. This fucking one guy with the, with the, with the kind of the brownish hair. I was like, he looked like a former Dracula. It was pretty crazy. I don't think about that, but I think you're right. Yeah. It's like a, like a different, I mean like this is one of the guy in the trailer, just like kind of his look, but anyway, yes. Raw kind of head. Like, yes. Rawhead is now around. Okay. And he's like walking through, and the guy who looks like Dracula sees him. All right. And then eventually, uh, Rawhead starts shaking the trailer, and he does his, he basically uh, channeled his Braun Strowman. He is now shaking the trailer and pushing them all down there and screaming, Rawr.
0: Oh, he was so much better than Braun Strowman.
1: Yeah, no. Here's the original one, brother.
0: So much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Rawhead. Rawhead would have been a better Braun Strowman than Braun Strowman.
1: Yeah, because he was fucking out there, bro. He just going crazy, flexing everything. And then he starts grabbing everybody. And this is when he starts fucking fighting the townsfolk. And he just whoops all their asses. He fucking grabs a girl, rips her to shreds, tears off this other guy. Uh, I like it when he grabbed one of the girls out of the trailer and like he had to rip off her shirt so he could see her nipples.
0: Yes, well, (laughs) you have to do that, right? Yes,
1: you had to have some tits. I mean, that's a thing. You have to do that. Yeah. I was like, he just grabs and the shirt just comes right off. I was like, okay, here we go. It's, it's, it's like we got to make the,
0: sure the obli. <laughs> it's, it's the obligatory titty scene for the eighties horror movie? Yes. Yeah, you got
1: to have that. Yeah, and eventually they start shooting at him a little bit, and eventually they eventually blow up this this gas tank by Rex, but it doesn't work, and then eventually Rex just chokes out all these fucking people, and he eventually chokes out um, the guy who's trying to shoot him as well. And then during all this stuff, they hear that there's a commotion going on at the trailer park, so the police are on their way. And then Howard says, you know, he's like, "I knew it. It's trying to get his territory." And then the police eventually make him stay because he wants. They, the police make him stay over here, and then they're gonna go get. Him. <laughs> so, raw head has took another head, shows it off like Mortal Kombat. The police yep. show up. Then uh, when they all police show up, there's like this random girl from the t- from the. From the trailer park says, so, hey, he went out to towards the towards the village. Well this is when Howard's kinda asking his wife, saying, like, hey, you know, like I think I can get the I I think I can get to the bottom of this. I just gotta interview some more of the townspeople because I think they know what's going on over here.
0: Yeah, there's murders going on. Oh, yes. this monster is killing these people, but we need to interview more people to find out
1: the answer. Yes. Cause I gotta figure out about this weapon <laughs> that might be out there. This, we- this weapon. Yeah, she yes. says, like, look at this picture. It's like some sort of knife or a sword or a weapon. And guess yes. what? Guess what, everybody? It actually, was just a fucking piece of rock. It's a fucking rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, there was no sword or knife the, or anything.
0: You can tell where the budget went <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> and it went mostly in creating the uh, Rawhead Rex yeah, character, I believe. Um, and then they kind of ran out of money. So they, instead of a, um, a, uh, weapon to defeat the raw head, it was, uh, it was a rock. Well, there's some blue lights like, and shit and that blue team. lights. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like Pulp Fiction, right? So like when he opens up the, the case, it's like this, like glowing thing with smoke in it. Yeah. And then he opens it up and it, it's a rock.
1: <laughs> yeah. There you go.
0: And, um, <laughs> it's like, well, we, we don't really have any more money to make any more props. And so let's, let's, it's just a rock. We'll just use this.
1: Yes. So now we see some Like Charlie more like,
0: Brown, I got a rock.
1: <laughs> so now we see some more of the police guys. They're like driving around in the car. They stop the car looking for Re- uh Raw head attacks him. He starts choking out these cops. The other cops are like, fuck this. I'm out of here. He fucking drives off and like spins out and just crashes. And then eventually the, the cop, now this is the Isaac one. He's looking into Rawhead's eyes, and Rawhead's like giving him these red eyes. And eventually, he has now become a worshipper of Rawhead. Yep. Now, not not his main worshipper. We'll see that pretty soon. But now he's on the side of the raw, on the side of the raw. Yes. This part's pretty funny. So Howard wants to see the inspector. All right. And we have this one police guy, who is all like, "The police, the inspector will see you soon. You're just gonna need to calm down." And then Howard tells him to go fuck himself. All right, and, and the guy's like, "All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll put that up the chain. Would you like any tea?" please
0: nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene where yeah. he was like.
1: <laughs> so I was like. <laughs>
0: He just to I, go fuck himself. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, well, I was like, I'll send that up to James. Yeah, I'll like send that tea? up. To him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'll let him know. Would you like some tea? All right.
0: That was the best response to that that I've ever heard in my life.
1: Okay, so here here, here we go. So we have Coot. He's sitting by the fire. Coot. Yes. And he's contemplating because his hand and He's like, you know what? Like, I'm a priest and everything. I believe in the Lord, but there's some crazy shit I saw in there. You know, kind of like, like some sort of like Mad Max movie or some sort of fucking—I don't know what's going on. That's what you're thinking. And then we have the other priest. He is now at the graveyard that so happened to be right outside of the church. All right. Well, that makes sense, right? And he is meeting Rawhead. He was all like, "Rawhead, you came. You know, everything. I knew you would come. Oh, he's about I knew to knew you would come. Let me set this just like table, uh. Button.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So up until this point, uh, while you're setting the scene for this, I will say that up until this point, I was straight up an acolyte of Rawhead. Yes. Yep. I was like, this is the way. Rawhead is the way to go. Yep. Rawhead is the deity. Yep. He's badass. Mm-hmm. But then I found out what I have to do. <laughs>
1: yes. All right, everybody. <laughs> to be a member of
0: the Rawhead, the yes. Church of Rawhead. And I am not, I am not willing, this is a step that I will, am not willing to take.
1: Yes. So you're not like, you're not, you know, there, maybe, maybe you have to be at the elite society to be a particular member of the Raw Rex society. Maybe So here's what you have to do. You have to be like our boy over here, O'Brien, the virgin. I don't don't know if he's a virgin anymore, but. So right now he is outside. All right. He is now. And then, you know, during this whole time, Cootie's, like, walking around now. And now he's out there. Like, in the in, he's out in the graveyard and stuff. But, he, you know, he's watching to see what's going on. We see the virgin priest, O'Brien. He is on his knees. Right in front of Rawhead. Rawhead's just standing there. And this motherfucker opens up his fucking shirt. Like, you know, that thing where, like, you, you know, you open up your shirt and stuff. And I swear, Allison, I swear... Don't tell him my eyes are be- are, are deceiving me. In order, t- I guess if you're a big worshiper of uh, the Rex Man, the Rawhead, he fucking pisses on you. He does.
0: That's yeah, like a bab baptism thing, I guess.
1: Like I was like watching that. I was like, is that motherfucker pissing on that mother. Like, what the hell's going? It's like a like, demon it, piss. Right. It just came out of nowhere. Like and it was like,
0: just, the most random
1: <laughs> thing. In the world. And like our boy O'Brien, he's like. Like, fuck taking take a shower in that thing he was like yeah buddy let this demon piss on me it feels good yeah I mean it was like it was like being at a guar concert or something Like it's I know it was like, exactly. like <laughs> demon demon piss is but like the funniest part about you. it like he was raw, raw he was just standing up straight like he wasn't holding his drunk or nothing he, was a, he wasn't was doing that little thing where you bend your knees no he was just like fucking here You he is nope here, take that piss, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. You're going to be washed over me. Yep. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. the funniest part, too, is, like, the other priest, Cookie, looks at it, and they all, like, just look at him. Like, oh, yeah, you saw this piss me? I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and then the priest is like, the, the cook guy, he saw the whole thing happen. He was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to get pissed on. And then, eventually, we see, like, <laughs> right. Rod, like, running to him. He, like, ran... <laughs> oh, my God, this whole scene was just so funny. Like, I... I might have to, like, find a clip of this. I had to find a clip of this and paste it on the yeah. Facebook page for people that haven't seen it. And then people are just yeah. like, what the hell are we watching here? It's, like, literally, right. like, just so random. <laughs> just in
0: case people aren't going to watch this whole movie. Yes. This which is, I suggest that you do. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I like you, it. It just But if you're not going to watch the whole movie, you should watch the... Uh, the pissing. Scene.
1: Well, the thing is, like, okay, so like this movie didn't really have like a lot of comedy. You know, they were trying to be like semi serious and stuff, and like have some like you know dark tones to it. But it just yeah, like I, this guy, I, this fucking demon just pissed on this guy out of nowhere. I was like, where did this come from?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. The only thing I can think of is I haven't read the book that or the short story this is based on. But there there ha- this has to have come from that short story in some way because it's a Clive Barker story. Yeah. And the piss makes sense if it's Clive Barker. So there, it has to have been like part of the short story that just didn't
1: translate to movie very well.
0: It's yeah. the only thing I can think of. But it just comes out of nowhere.
1: And he just pisses all over this fucking guy. And this guy loved it too. Like getting a shower on it. Like, yeah, buddy. Oh, he loved it. He loved the golden shower. <laughs> so after we have cooked, he's running back inside. Uh Rex is trying to break in now because he's like, listen, motherfucker, I just pissed on this guy. I'm gonna come after you too. Alright, so he's trying to bang on this door and eventually you too. And he's trying to call up the police and he talks to like the T the T cop from earlier. Yes. The T cop's mm-hmm. like, I can't hear you. There's too much noise going on over here. <laughs> too many people pissing on other people. Yeah. So then eventually, you know, the priest like, fuck this, and he runs around. <laughs> he runs and then Rex b- so Rawhead breaks in to uh, To the part of the church, and and of course Rahe when he breaks in anywhere he can't just like run after the person, no he has to like fucking break stuff beforehand. He
0: has to just yeah, exactly. It's like fuck. Oh, it's I'm almost here. like oh, the oh, leprechaun far. that had yeah. to shine the shoes. Like,
1: yes, yeah, he has to break everything here. It's like he's like has oh it like has a um um what do you call it um, OSD. What do you call it?
0: OCD, OCD, yeah, yeah. Like, he has like OCD, OCD yeah. That's like okay. I'm getting to place. He, except he has to break stuff. Yeah, I got to
1: break stuff in here. Like fuck it. Okay, so then this is when the the priest is he the priest runs into O'Brien and bro O'Brien's like there is no escape from here. And then uh, Kutu's like hey you know what's going on you're supposed to be one of God's teachers. And yeah. then and then so- oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say. So at this point, Coot, the guy that plays Coot, he's playing the Donald Pleasance role, right? Yes, I got. He's like screaming at the guy about how, like, you know, he has to, he has to, like, he's supposed to be a good guy. He's playing the Donald Pleasance role here.
1: Yes, and then eventually, you know, the Virgin Priest is like, "He is God. Rex is God." And of course, Rex rips, Rex. rips a yeah. picture, uh, rips up a, a picture of Jesus. He said he was here way before Christ was. Before people yep. were. Yep. Yeah. And then eventually, during this stuff, we get a call from the police saying, like, hey, you know, we got a call from the police station. We all should head over there. And this is when we get the name. He was the O'Brien's, like, they call him Rawhead. Rawhead. That's his name. They worshiped him for years. Yes. And then eventually, the priest cook was like, well, what are you going to do when he's done with you? What if he kills you? He's like, "Kill me! I hope." Okay, this guy. He's already a- pissed on me. So. <laughs> exactly. What more is there? He's already pissed <laughs> on me. Might as well just kill my ass now.
0: He might as well kill me now.
1: <laughs> and then he says the. And then eventually he says to Cook, "He's like, get upstairs, fuck face. I can't have. I can't keep <laughs> God waiting on me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> just. <laughs> Yeah, I can't keep waiting on
1: me. So eventually, this is when Howard hears a bunch of cop cars because they're all heading out to the church now. So he looks looks on concern. So now we have the priester and Brander upstairs. Uh, this is like he's saying like he's like Rex is gonna take your God palace. He's gonna destroy piece by piece. He's saying your God is not here. He is too scared. Uh, saying, you know, and then eventually the, the cook's like, your, your demon, Rawhead, will never step foot in this place. He cannot step foot in God's house. And then they keep going back and forth, because um, then we see Rawhead, he shows up. Like, he doesn't actually go into the priest's place. He's kind of like at the door. And then he's saying, like, you know, I'm not afraid of Rawhead. I'm not afraid of him. And then eventually um, the the O'Brien pushes the priest near Rex, and then eventually um they the the Rex kind of like grabs the demon i mean the guy the Rex grabs the priest o'Connor um or cut he grabs him and he's kind of like mm. scratching on stuff the police show up and everything they kind of surround the whole church area um uh, this is when we see the pre- the the o'connor like he's trying to use like a cross on um Rex, but eventually the cross doesn't yep. work he actually just breaks it down doesn't work yes, and he starts attacking him mm. And then we have the townsfolk. They're looking on us. Well, they just show up out of nowhere, these townsfolk. There's like this is this is their fucking entertainment. Alright, seeing this fucking crazy demon over here. Uh eventually, Rawhead walks out with the dead priest in his hand. Uh the cops are saying, Hey, wait, wait, don't shoot. If we do, um we we might kill him. And the some cops are like, he's already dead instead. He's like, No, no, I could see him moving. I didn't see his fucking ass moving, but I guess this one cop saw him moving. uh <laughs> mm-hmm. And so now we have the crazy cop from earlier who got possessed. He pours a bunch of gasoline, lights it up, blows up our whole cop cop boys over here. So now we have a bunch of fire. And this is when we see Ron Hux, um starts fighting with some of these cops as well. So now this is when Howard, he's like, I can't stay behind here. I got to figure out, I got to do something. Um, the wife really doesn't want him to leave, but he leaves anyway. He's like, I got to leave. He goes there. he Just sees the, it. to. Yeah. He sees a bunch of burnt cops. Um, he eventually sees the tea cop That guy's there too. And they see the priest. The, the priest. The T-cop, yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. And then eventually the, the the priest is telling him, like, hey, you know, like, uh, so he's, he's like, hey, in, inside the church, Rawhead, he's afraid of something in there. So I think you should go look in there to go find what he's afraid of. And then the the priest cook he is dead he is he is is like he's like dead and now and then Howard's like hey T cop guy my wife and my kid my wife and my kids are at the station you go look on them I'm gonna go check out this church And T cop's like you got this I'm a cop and everything I'm supposed to do this shit but fuck you guys I'm gonna go fucking out of here this fucking crazy demon shit I'm gonna go make me some tea that seems like. yeah I was.
0: <laughs> I wasn't uh-huh. trained to fight demons. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> it's <laughs> all you, it's all on you. Yeah, It's
1: all on you, man. I ain't getting that shit. So now Howard goes inside the altar. And of course, this is when we get the O'Brien, the virgin piss cop, tells Howard to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and they start fighting and shit. <laughs> and eventually Howard grabs a burning book, slaps it on his face and everything. And then once that happens, the virgin guy's like, oh, fuck, man. You fucking burnt my face. I ain't gonna do anything. Eventually, Howard, he looks to that table from earlier that everybody's hands is burning on. He opens it up, and guess what he finds? He finds some negative. First, he sees a red light yep. all right, coming out of the chest, like this fucking yep. bright red light. Then he has some more negative shit. all right. His hand burns and shit, and he eventually gets out the most dangerous weapon that a rawhead will ever encounter in his life. You know what that is, Allison? Rock. Your, a it's a rock. A rock. A rock. Not the rock, but a rock. A rock. Or yeah. well, Maybe it is it's... rock. Maybe it's rock versus rawhead. There you go. Oh,
0: yeah. I think you got it yeah. booked now, brother. Got it booked, yeah. But yeah, so um, apparently they did not have enough budget for a sword or a dagger or a weapon of any kind, but it is uh, literally
1: a rock. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe it's a special... Uh, item of this rock we'll see what it does here in a second so we're now we're in the graveyard the o'brien he's out there in in the graveyard and rex is out there rawhead rex is out there all right he's like hey hey Raw, hey this fucking guy he got the rock thing in the chest i couldn't stop him i tried to but he had a burning book all i had was like your your demon pissed on me It didn't do anything i didn't have (laughs) no powers and shit so like he's gonna come over here so like we gotta be careful and, of course, Wreck is looking at him like, hey. he's like, fucking get out of here. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, like, when Howard shows up, he just, like, pushes the fucking O'Brien on the side. Like, this is like, a piece of dirt. And then, now O'Brien is, I mean, now um, Henry, or Henry, what the fuck, Howard. Now Howard, he has a piece of rock, and he's feeling like, he's like, yeah, I got this rock in here. Like I know all about it now. And then he's all like saying, like, you know, hey sweetheart, come over here. Just come a little closer. Just come a little closer. So eventually the rock's not really doing anything. And eventually Rex just pushes Howard over and the rock falls down. And then and then like right before like Rex was actually really about to attack Howard, the fucking O'Brien says, Yeah, kill that fucker <laughs> And then um Rawhead just shows up and takes like and then he like just grabs um, O'Brien. He starts looking at him and stuff, and then he just starts to fucking like eat his face a little bit. And then like while he's doing that, like O'Brien's like like yeah, yeah, that's right. Like this guy has some weird fetishes when it comes to raw head. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the part where he's biting his neck? Yeah, but like yeah, he looks so a, I thought this part yeah
0: was really weird because the way mm-hmm. it was made because it's almost like that scene in that scene the raw head prop couldn't move. Yeah. So it's almost like um the uh, like uh, the actor that played O'Brien like moved closer to him. Yeah. Cuz it's supposed to be like Rawhead is like, you know, like going to bite his neck, but like like it's almost like the actor like moved closer to the prop of Rawhead. It was really weird.
1: Yeah. And like his face is like it looked like he was uh, having a good time, if you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. So now Aline has showed up out of nowhere. All right, she was supposed to stay back at the police station. The T cop did not do his job. All right, she is just there. All right, and she sees Howard and she sees Rawhead fighting back and forth. Of course, Rawhead's whipping his ass. All right, right. He's t- Howard's taking some good bumps though. He's like a really good jobber.
0: He's he's taking some good bumps. The rock is not working at yes. this
1: point. So now she grabs the rock, she lifts it overhead, and now we have blue. Magic powers. Okay. Right. Yep. The powers are going everywhere. Um, blue lights are coming out everywhere. Eventually, these blue lights attack. Rawhead. Yep. Stuns him a little bit. Then we see more powers. We see a lot of these stuff turning into stone. All working together, trapping up, yep. trapping up our boy at Rawhead. Eventually, too. Um. There is like a. What we, so? What we saw in the glass window when, when Howard put everything together, there was like this, like light creature that came out, and the in the and the creature that stopped Rawhead was apparently a woman. So we have this spiritual woman was the one who defeated Rawhead's Rawhead back in the day, and by this rock and Elaine. She has channeled her inter Irish heritage. And this has awakened the spirit that can now defeat the raw head again.
0: And our boy Howard. uh, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, the way, like, I mean, it is just a rock. But, like, when you hold, like, when you watch her holding it up, it's almost like this, um, um, Kind of like a, like an old, like an ancient, like fertility symbol, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like, like the rock looks like a, it's round and has a big belly and it has kind of like legs on it. Like it's a, like a pregnant woman kind of. And then like when she holds it up and then like the lightning or the magical, whatever lights come out of the, the rocks belly or whatever, and then attack the attack raw head. So that's kind of what I took out of that, but it, you know, it is just a rock. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but you know, they they it, it is kind of there is some symbolism to it, I guess.
1: Yes, and of course our boy Howard's like oh, a woman. It had to be a woman. Had to be. I was like, okay. So eventually, this spirit, blue, and spiritual woman have defeated Rawhead, and they have trapped him. Down deep in the um, the graveyard pit where he'll be resting for now. So he has been destroyed. He has been sent down back to where he came from, which is underground. Right. And, of course, after this, Howard takes his wife, Aline, out of the graveyard. He's like, it's all over. It's all over. Now we're in daytime. We're at the cemetery again. Neil is putting flowers on Andy's grave. Apparently Andy was only 18 when Rawhead got him, so very sad. And we're about to leave the movie, but no, Rawhead is awakened. And we will be getting a sequel that we will never be getting. (laughs) That is, I was was thinking the uh
0: same thing. It's like Rawhead Rex 2. Like Raw Harder.
1: Yeah, I was, <laughs> Raw head ticks Rawhead head Rawhead uh, Revenge of the Raw. Revenge of the Raw. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we were getting a sequel that we would yes. never be getting.
1: You thought this demon <laughs> piss was crazy before. Wait till you see his all new demon pisser. uh mm-hmm. It's called... I just <laughs> think... <laughs> you could have, have Rawhead 3 Golden Showers. <laughs> golden Showers.
0: I just think everything about this is kind of absurd. I mean, I mm-hmm. like this movie and every, I love this movie. Everybody should watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend watching it in the lowest quality possible, though. <laughs> yeah, like it, this is something that there's a 4K scan of this, this which is what we watch for. It's the one that's on Shutter, which which is um, the one that's on uh, uh, the one that we watched, and and it doesn't. The more detail you can see, the worse that it looks, but. But like, like even the um, the trailer, the the poster, the poster for Rawhead Rex. The original poster says, "Someone has awakened him. He lives again. Defeat again." Which is just like there's just too many agains in that. Yeah. Like, can't, why can't it just be he lives defeat again?
1: No, really, he needs to do like, it again it's just, and again. It's
0: all, right. It's all absurd. Like the whole thing is just so like so extra. It's like it's so. So much more than it has to be.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a very, very interesting movie. It's kind of like it seems like a movie that when you do the setting and you see the people and the actors, it's like so. It's like Rawhead almost seems like out <laughs> like of place. Like it does, yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's just very interesting.
0: Well, uh, I, I, yeah, like the design of the monster, it just seems really out of place. Like, why is he like this super jacked like He-Man type type monster? <laughs>
1: It's like this fucking '80s cartoon villain, like this fucking '80s. Yeah, he's cartoon. like an eight, Like you know, nothing well, looks like
0: Bebop from the <laughs> t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, <laughs>
1: They fucking have, like this fucking like like uh, rock gear on too. Like <laughs> all I need mean is like a guitar. I swear this guy. Would look yeah, like, like he looks like
0: he's in a heavy metal band. Like he has these like like metal boots and yeah, like um. <laughs> 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 like I can't get over it. Like it's so uh, great. It's it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's definitely fun. But yeah, everybody, that has been Rawhead Rex. What a what a great movie this was. I I I really enjoyed this movie. So everybody, check it out. Um, so far, the Folk Horror Month has been pretty pretty exciting. When we see some of these pretty exciting tales from as old as you can think of, as before man, before Christ, before everything, these tales are. But We will be back here next week, everybody, as we continue our folklore month. And we are going to experiment on one. Uh, We have both of me and Allison have not seen this movie yet. It is under the folklore section. So we will see how this one goes. Mm -hmm. And this one is going to be Allison's birthday. Yep. So the name is weird because it's like, okay, Allison's birthday. Like, is this like a horror movie or something? But it's actually on Shutter, and I was reading a little bit about it. It might be about possession, but we'll see how this one goes. Let's see if it ties in. To now we have a lot, of, like, we have a lot of good, like, yeah. So we have a lot of good creatures so far. So I'm not sure yes. if this Allison's birthday is gonna have a creature in it, but we will see. You know, you know. First we got the pumpkin head creature, you know and I mean, yep. We have the Power Rangers witch from Eyes on Fire. And, of course, we yep. got Rawhead over here. So let's see what Allison's birthday. Let's yep. see what kind of... Maybe we'll get a creature from this one. We'll see. We'll see what happens during this We'll see. We've never shooting. seen this. This is yes. brand new for all of us. Yes, exactly. So we like to do like a little... Maybe do like a little curveball in the month. We will see what happens, though. But check us out yep. here so, next week. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. So, yeah. So check
0: out... Uh, if you want to see it, it's on Shudder. You can probably get a free... Um, week trial or something and watch uh, watch Allison's birthday and then you can meet up with us next week and we'll all talk about Allison's birthday together
1: yeah yeah we'll see how her birthday goes alright <laughs> see
0: how her <our> birthday goes <laughs>
1: so just gonna hopefully have a good nobody birthday. gets pissed on yeah I know hopefully not a, boy if it's a rawhead birthday he's just ready to party <laughs> I'd have this guy yeah, with if nobody birthday. gets
0: pissed on it'll be it'll be up from from here
1: what if I had my birthday and I had a rawhead theme that'd be funny <laughs> okay. then I would
0: get to, then I would just piss on you
1: <laughs> I was like yes brother <laughs> I worship you Rawhead please piss on me sucker <laughs> like, for so random but everybody speaking of pissing what kind of guar song are we gonna be uh, laying out everybody at the end of our show what song did you want uh, to do we have,
0: we have to play Black and Huge dude that's Black, the best war song
1: just like our boy Rawhead Black and yeah, Huge Black brother. and Huge all right, everybody. Well, we'll check it out here next week. Don't forget to subscribe to the pod for the podcast on Podbeams, uh, Stitcher, Apple. You know, leave some comments on there. Uh, go to yep. our Facebook page. You know, we we'll always have extras Facebook over there. Page. Yep. Check out our yep. new show, Lights Out, brother. Lights Out.
0: Yeah, and if you uh, if you're just like uh, some of the other people and you love Rawhead Ra- I mean, I love this movie. Don't get yeah. me wrong, this movie's not bad. It's great. But if you love Rawhead Rex and you don't like us uh, "quote unquote" pissing on it, then just tell us how full of shit we are on the uh, on the on the Facebook page.
1: Yes, tell how tell us how much of a worship you are to our boy Rawhead. Mm-hmm. But everybody, this yeah. is Guarn. We'll check you out next time. Later. See you guys.